Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Welcome along to the Big Red Bench. I'm Kieran Regan with you till 7 o'clock this evening. Jam-packed show between now and then. We're going to get a post-match reaction to the County Senior Camogie Championship Final in which SARS have ended a 30-year gap to clinch the title. They've defeated Inner Scars. We've post-match from that. We've post-match reaction as well from the Senior Football Championship doubleheader in Parky Rin today in which Duhallow and Nemo both came through their semi-finals. We'll hear from both camps very, very shortly. And also, Father O'Neill's were crowned the Premier Intermediate Hurling Champions last night as well. We'll hear from the Father O'Neill's camp plus lots, lots more. It's all on the way between now and 7 o'clock. Starting off uh, the show today with uh, plenty of action. Quick wrap of today's action, which started, or well, it's ended now, but the SE Systems Cork Camogie Senior Championship Final, uh, SARS defeating Inniscara. Three goals and nine points to Inniscara's 15 points. So a three-point win there for SARS, and they've bridged a 30-year gap to claim the title. Uh, we'll get a post-match reaction very, very shortly from that game as well. Shane was down there for us and uh, he's on his way back to studio with uh, those interviews so uh, congratulations to Sarah's fantastic win for them uh, today in the Intermediate County Final Town defeated their close neighbours Enniskeen 2-9 to 2-8 was how it finished so Town won that by a point earlier on today down at Castle Road. In Gaelic Games, the County Senior Football Championship semi-finals uh, took place uh, earlier on today. Duhallow defeated Town 12 points to 7, a 5-point win for the divisional side who go back into another county final. They were there last year but lost out to the Bars. And then Nemo Rangers and Douglas were the second a game on show at Parky Rin today and it was Nemo Rangers who won that uh, comprehensively uh, on a full time score of 3-12 to 7 points so a uh, big uh, win there for Nemo Rangers we have post-match reaction from both the winning camps there uh, in the next few minutes. Uh, elsewhere in Rugby Ireland will face New Zealand next weekend in the World Cup quarterfinals. Japan top Boulay today after beating Scotland 28-21 in Yokohama. That means the hosts qualify for their first ever quarterfinal and will play South Africa next Sunday while Scotland go home. And you never know, Japan could beat South Africa in that game. And uh, they're the opposition that they beat a couple of years ago as well and shocked the rugby world as well. So uh, that'll be an interesting game next Sunday but uh, Ireland defensive coach Andy Farrell says the positive win over Samoa yesterday will stand some going into that New Zealand game it was all about uh, moving on to on to the next round which we're pretty pleased with um, we get a chance to, to go to a quarter final pleased with how we we dealt with the game how we managed the game um, it was tricky tricky enough conditions you know when you watch it on on TV you don't quite understand uh, uh, how blustery it was out there I thought we we managed the conditions pretty well Andy Farrell speaking there. Elsar Wales will play France in the quarterfinals after they laboured to a 35-13 win over Uruguay. The victory in short one, Gatlin's team finished top of Pool D. Earlier today, Tonga beat the USA 31-19, while Namibia and Canada, that was called off due to the weather. That was due to get underway um, after five o'clock this morning, Irish time. 
but uh, the World Rugby um, group said uh, at 12 o'clock last night decided that would not go ahead in football. Conor Cahorin, the Republic of Ireland squad, uh, would have taken four points from Georgia at the start of the campaign. They're happy anyway. Mick McCarthy cited a frustrating little drawn to Blizzy yesterday in their quest to get to Euro 2020. The boys are going to still top group D level on points with Denmark who overcame Switzerland last night 1-0 but Horan says all the points add up. You know, we know we can play better. Um, listen, uh, let's not underestimate them. I think they're, they're a good footballing side. They're technically very good. They keep the ball but um, yeah, listen, it's a point. It's a point gained. Um, you know, the gaffer said in the dressing room there are four points over two games against them we would all would have taken that so listen um, four points isn't bad off them but um, a little bit of frustration as well because we know we can play better yeah, Conor Horan speaking there after last night's match in the Women's National League. Cork City defeated Limerick three goals to two earlier on today. Saoirse Noonan with a brace and Katie McCarthy getting the third goal there as well. In golf, Austrian Bernd Weisberger has won his third European Tour event of 2019. He's claimed the Italian Open with a score of 16 under. And Graham McDowell, he was best of the Irish. He finished on seven under par. Seamus Power is two under par through 14 holes of his final round at the Houston Open in Texas. That leaves him one under for the tournament. Ten shots off the lead. That's held by American Lanto Griffin. So a bit of time from to get a bit up that leaderboard. And Formula One, Valtteri Bottas won an action-packed Japanese Grand Prix for Mercedes today. Uh, the victory combined with third place for teammate Lewis Hamilton handed the Formula One Constructors' Championship to the German team for a sixth consecutive season. The Drivers' Championship is now a straight fight between Hamilton and Bottas. In basketball, win for Trados Central Balancholic today. They defeated Ulster University on a scoreline of 77 points to 64 a little earlier on in the men's Division 1. In racing then, Cabaret Queen won the JT McNamara Ladbrokes Munster National Limerick today. The Willie Mullins trade seven-year-old was guided to victory in today's feature race by Paul Townsend. There was also success for the Carlo trainer at the Curra, where his 10-1 shot Royal Illusion claimed the tote Irish Kazarich with Joe Sheridan on board. So a busy day of sporting action there today. Now we're going to start over in Parky Rin where Duhallow uh, took on Newcestown earlier on today and Mark caught up with the Duhallow boss, Patrick Kearns. Performance got over the line. Got where we went to where we were last year, back to the finals and hopefully we'll try and make that right if we can. Did you feel like you were in control of the game the whole way through? No, you could never see in control of the game. We're, we're up five points, four points, back to five, down to four again. Um, if you got to go through, we're back in the game. The five, four point lead is a dangerous lead, so no, we were never in control. And you did a lot of lads who were playing championship over the weekend. Was it hard to kind of preparations and things well, this weekend? It was hard, yeah. But the division is hard to prepare. But look, they're, they, they're still in championship. They played semi final against St. Michael's and they, and they drew, they're still in championship, which is good. That worse they were defeated. And as a group, are they hungry to get back in a county final this year? Yeah, the final yeah. last year. We're hungry to get back. We are back. Um, my biggest thing um, it's not a division side. It's, it's, it is a club side. I don't yeah. care what I mean. Just, we are. They're all good friends and they're, they're all good mates. Yeah. I don't know. Connor humed off there early in the first half. Yeah. Is it an injury? It's an injury. Yeah. We have to look at that now. Um, and the physio is in with him there now, Robin. We're hopefully be right for two weeks, two weeks, long time. So we'll hopefully get him back. He's the main man on our team that we need. Himself and Aidan Welsh. We need all those boys going well. Kevin Crowley. 
You've got two weeks now to prepare for the county final. Why do we have two weeks to prepare? But next week, and then the clubs are playing. Semi final count is three or four of them, is it? So there won't be much preparing, but it's all just to keep fresh, keep staying fresh. Yeah, Patrick Kearns uh, speaking after that match there with uh, a bit of national anthem thrown in towards the end of that interview. Mark also caught up with a uh, Cantor player, but uh, to Alice Dollar as well, Lorcan O'Neill. Um, to a certain extent like we knew like we were up alright but I knew somebody to the table or something for us it's like, like you can never sit back with no because they'll, they'll crucify you like and they, they showed that the last five minutes like we were on up we were up four points and so you think you'd be comfortable four points not a whole new stone like it was um, we, we fought it in and they fought it in and they're a great team and it was um, a great semi-final to play because you, got, you grind out semi-finals like prepare yourself for the final and we were just glad to get over the line really like it's one thing I guarantee when you play a new stone is, is battling qualities oh, 100% 100% you see like I know it's a cliche a small place but they're senior football and senior hurling and you, you know why like look at, the, look at the, the fight and the desire and what they do and I tell you they're great sports people at the end of the day like every one of them uh, came around uh, like I know we were kind of fucking tossing on, on the pitch and stuff like that but every one of, every one of them came out to straight after best look in the final best you know, that's real sportsmanship there to be fair like it was a good test and I suppose after losing the final last year you'd be hungry to get back in the county final again yeah, we are where we wanted to be at the start of the year. But we also want to learn from our mistakes of last year as well. We want to kick on because I tell you, it was an awful feeling losing that last year. And we just want to learn from mistakes last year, kick on one more and win it. You know, it's a great occasion to be there, yeah, fine. But finals are there to be won, not to be lost. Like, you'll never remember for the final you lose. It's the finals you win. Like. Does it make you more hungry the following year then? Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, you, you can say that, but... There's a long road to get to a final. Like we were after going through a long road down out to get to here, but it's not finished. Like you know, you still have another battle to take place, and lads have club games. The majority of the team have club games on next week, so we'll prepare, we'll recover, we'll get a rest right, and um, we'll we'll look forward to this final. It's been a very busy weekend for yourself for Cantork on Friday night. What's it been like? Busy, yeah, like you said. But look. That's that's what you're training in the, the the hard months there. Like even if you go back before Christmas there last year, a lot of fellows were doing gym work and stuff like that. Then, then you're doing hard trainings, but you're all gearing up for the October Bank Holiday. That's 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 a big day in the calendar, and that's where you want to be. Brothers, you know, look, hopefully we'll get there. We can talk, but we're there now. To all, we want to be there again. You know, it's a it's a big day. We want to be there. And uh, we'll do like you're playing week in week out. That's what you want as well. Like you know, I know, I, I know you're kind of sore during the week, but sure, look, get yourself right for the following week and be fine. Like tough game Friday night. Did you feel any effects today? I'll be a bit tired, alright, but you know, the adrenaline will take you over the line. You're playing comes to me fine, so you just whatever happened over the last forty eight hours goes out of your head. Really, just next ball, next ball, and you drive on. That was it. And on a personal level, it's going to be some few weeks of build-up to the county final with Tohalo and also that replay semi-final with Cantor against St. Michael's to come. Yeah, like that, you know, it, you just get yourself right. Every every player inside there, like the, you've the likes of um, Nachnagreen, Mill Street, uh, Drumtariff, you know, ourselves, the market in the hurling. They, they, like, every fella get those. I was right, fella. It's... You know, doing an extra bit before training with their club platters or something like that you know, getting the bodies right they'll all do it and uh, we look forward to the finals and we look forward to our club games thanks a lot 
Yeah, Lorcan O'Neill speaking there to Mark after that win for Duhallow over Newstone earlier on today. 12 points to 7 was how that finished. It was the first of a doubleheader, but a busy, busy few, week for, few weeks, I suppose, for all those Duhallow players, uh, a lot of them at least anyway, because Knocknagree, Mill Street and Drum Tariff all involved in the Intermediate Football Championship semi-finals. Three Duhallow teams and a uh, West Cork team, Gabriel Rangers, um, involved next weekend in those semi-finals um, taking place in Coachard and Canturk. And also Newmarket Hurlers, who are still in the County Junior Championship and, as we heard there, Lorcan O'Neill, uh, still involved with Canturk after they drew at St. Michael's on Friday night in the Premier Intermediate Football Championship semi-finals. So uh, they have to do it all again in the next week or two as well. So uh, that was the first game of the doubleheader. Duhallo sealed their place in the county final. They went on to play, they will go on to play Nemo Rangers. Mark caught up with their manager, Paula Donovan, after the match. Yeah, I suppose uh, we got off to, at the start, I suppose we missed two or three goal chances, so I was a bit concerned, but once we got going, um, we got into a very good, in the last 15 minutes of the first half of the Glasgow standing, created chance after chance, and started to take them in, which was the difference between the first 15 minutes and the second 15 minutes. So I was delayed to go in at half time, uh, 2 7 to 4 up, I think. So it was just a question of building on that and playing then for 60 minutes and not easing off. That was the message we gave them at half time, just to keep going and not ease off. And that ability to get goals, they're saying? Yeah, outstanding. Um, we scored three, probably could have had another three. Um, and uh, we had spoken about it during the week when you get in there, what to do. But um, unfortunately, we didn't execute well in that first 15 minutes. But once we got in after that, I thought we did very well. And to lead by nine points at half time, is it hard to guard against complacency at that stage? Well, that's the message we were trying to give him. Uh, like the message going out in the second half was it's nil nil, and we needed to go out and win the second half as well. So I'm delighted from that point of view that we never relented. Uh, they got no shot off on our keeper, which was outstanding defending. Our defence was outstanding. There was a lot of talk during the week about the the doublest forwards and the speed of Shane Kingston and stuff like that but our guys matched them straight for straight and didn't give them an inch and like today a massive score in attack but the defence was really good as well say. yeah and that's what we pride ourselves on our defending uh, has been outstanding all year um, again just to say it again we didn't we, this is the second match in a row now where the team hasn't got a shot off at our keeper mm. so that's that's testimony to the lads who are outside him uh, doing their business defending and it's an attack like your corner back there popped up at a point like everyone was getting on the score sheet there at the end. Yeah, well, we, everyone practices their shooting. Everyone practices when they get up the field that they do the right thing. Um, I don't know. I think we two defenders scored today, yeah. uh, Kevin and Brian. So that's that's their job when they get up there. If they're going to take it on, they need to score. And good to see Alan O'Donovan get the goal as well. He's just come back from injury as well. Uh, he, that's his first full game in since uh, September last year. So it was great for him to get through it. He had played a couple of uh, bits and pieces for us there, uh, but he put in a mighty shift there. Uh, I thought he was bossing midfield there with James, the two of them were very good particularly in the second half and he popped up then for a goal as well which is outstanding and I suppose that's coming right for you as well you've got a lot of lads coming back from injury at the moment we have uh, Peter Morgan was our only injury worrying out today he didn't tug off hopefully he'll be right for the final because he's a big player for us um, Kevin Fulignati he's been out since February he was back today was just about to come on here at the end but just time just ran out and so we've clean Billy Health no bar a couple of fellas who picked up knocks today Colin O'Brien and Barry are just going to pick up knocks there so we just need to watch them for the next couple of weeks because it's a real panel effort like, uh, and of course you've young, young lads coming through as well like Macron 
with the under 20s this year with Cork you really have a lot of options we have uh, we won a minor three years ago we won an under 21 two years ago uh, two years ago so like we have guys coming through we don't seem to get the credit for it if you looked at the papers during the week it was all about Douglas's youth coming through we've plenty of young players there and they were on the line today ready and willing to go uh, Ronan Dalton came on like we had I think we had 521s in the pitch at one stage or other so like that's testimony to the, the effort that's going in underage and the, the quality of the guys that are coming through Massive win the quarterfinals against St. Finbarth but you're coming in facing a Douglas side they came through a really tough route as well They did uh, when I saw their game against Ballincollig I actually expected Ballincollig no disrespect to Douglas I expected Ballincollig to win but Douglas turned them over completely and were a better side way better side so we were apprehensive coming into the game today we knew we'd be tested we felt we'd be tested I suppose the, the scoreboard didn't reflect the intensity that was out there mm. there were some hefty challenges going in and uh, the scoreboard probably flattered us a bit but uh, if we'd have taken a point win as, as much as we uh, the 14 points that we ended up winning by we'd have been happy with one two weeks old prepare for Dohalo what's going to be the plan for the next fortnight we'll work hard and we have a recovery session tomorrow night and we work hard in this week and it's just trying to ease off then into the into the final Dohalo I haven't seen him playing so I just know of them they're probably the one division inside that will play go out and play like a club mm. uh, I watched bits from there today five or ten minutes before we went into the dressing room and they look like they defend very well they're very well organised uh, two huge midfielders there in the two watches and plenty of sprinkling of inter-county junior and senior players up front I suppose they're a bit like the Mokili in the hurling Dohalo they're, they're really like a club they are they play like a club and that's what we'll have to factor into our preparation that we're coming up against and, and they have a great balance about them as well they're not just decide that they play a very structured game and play it very well Paul O'Donovan the manager of Newmar Rangers speaking to Mark Affery and Mark also up with uh, Paul Kerrigan um, yeah, um, anytime we play Douglas, it's a big win. Or when you win a semi final, it's a big win. We have a very good record in semi finals. We wanted to kind of embellish that today. And um, I think they started well, in fairness. And I think once we got to grips in that middle part of the first half, um, we kind of ran away. We probably could add maybe two more goals, definitely, to, to be honest with you. And talk us through your own two goals. Yeah, um, I should have had one uh, first to hit Brian Boyle in the chest. Um, kind of, I was trying to keep it low, but it went a bit high. And he, he, in fairness, he saved well, reacted well. Uh, the first one I think was was really kind of a real team goal because we focused on their kick out an awful lot and our analysis coming up to it and it was a turnover from their kick out and in fairness to Conor Horgan he just slipped it across they're the kind of goals that we want all the time the 100%ers and the second one was great vision by Mark and uh, luckily it just it kind of I flicked the pass the keeper and stuck over the line and I think it kind of put it to bed then a bit You created a lot of goal chances is this something you work on a lot? <laughs> yeah um, I think the last thing we won the county we had we had an awful lot of goals scored in the championship and something since then we've probably really focused on if if we're coming throughout the field and you hear a call for goal, goal, goal it's on then we have to go for it and it's something we work on a lot and it's something we kind of try to be proud on as a forward line but um, we weren't too happy with it in the first half but uh, luckily in the second half we got another one and that killed it off And as a forward unit you really seems to work really well Yeah um, the important thing for a point of view like is to keep a couple of fellas coming through every year obviously Mark had a great year with the 20 he's come on this year and Conor Horgan's really transformed himself this year they didn't score a whole pile today but they, they kept the Douglas backs really honest because they won everything out in front and allowed other fellas to score so they've really stepped up there this year and then you have like Kieran Dalton who played in the All-Ireland club he's fantastic sub to come on his younger brother Ron has come through for the 21 so you want 2-3-4 coming on and pushing every year Brian Murphy in the backs and Barry Cripps coming on um, so like yeah we, we're lucky we've kind of built up a bit of depth with our 
21s that make up our panel and they're all good young lads and they want to play senior for Nemo so that's the main thing Was there a lot of confidence coming in after the, the semi-finals win? Um, yeah but playing Douglas you would always be very very nervous we were I was very nervous coming in I'd always be because they've, they've good, good backs like a lot of them around the inter-county panel a uh, couple of good forwards um, very they kind of tore Balancholic apart um, they're just a real kind of uh, counter-attacking team just blitz them when they turn over the ball and we were very wary of that and uh, I think we, where we wanted to shut them down was their, was their kick out and press them there and I think it worked because they won 16 or 17 against Balancholic we wanted to stop that mm. and there's that, that near neighbours age to it as well I suppose oh yeah like a lot of they wouldn't went to school and um, obviously you, you, you had a lot of rebel orgs and underage teams and inter-county teams and stuff so um, yeah yeah, big time two weeks out to prepare for the county final I suppose you're well used to county final preparations at this stage yeah you never used them to be honest with you you know some fellas want to win their first they want to win whatever other fellas want to win their third fourth like you can never have enough you want to rack them up uh, because um, you know, it's, it's a great opportunity and you want to kind of further the history of the club like you know, that's what you're looking for and I think that's what everyone wants to, to be here um, I suppose from our point, my point of view I'm lucky enough as probably the oldest on the team to be playing with a really good group of lads I really like them all they're really good guys to train very honest all team players very little league on the team so um, look we've we've been there before and hopefully we'll use that experience now we're coming up against the Duhalla team who've been there before last year and they'll probably feel it's their year this year so um, yeah we'll have a huge test in two weeks time and what kind of challenge are you expecting from Duhalla? yeah I think Duhalla, um like they're a bit like McKillian the Hurling that they're, mm. they're really they're all football like, like show, yeah, yeah. Do you know and like we would have played Duhalo an awful lot in challenge games and stuff throughout the years and we would have played them once or twice a year like so they're mad for football um, so I think what they have more than probably other teams is they have six forwards who will ask you questions you know, a lot of teams will have one or two fellas who are real dangerous but they have six forwards who will constantly ask questions and they'll put it up to our backs um, I think they've very, they're mobile in the back line and obviously they have the two Walters midfield who are very athletic who run up and down all day so uh, we'll just go away like we did before the Bears game before the Dogs game do our analysis and hopefully have a few things that we can throw at them and, and try to get over the line Thanks Paul today. Yeah Paul Kerrigan speaking to Mark after the game there as well today and uh, Mark also caught up with uh, goalkeeper Michal Martin Jr. Uh, it's, it's never easy to be honest like you just go out and you approach every game the same and I suppose the last 10 minutes might might be easy and stress free which is nice but but the game itself isn't easy like there's massive effort goes into getting ahead so to be honest like although it was a very different game to the last one like I wouldn't say it was any any more easy or any less difficult You must have came into this game with a lot of confidence after the win against St. Finbars We did but I suppose you have to be careful as well you know that was there was a four week uh, lead into the Bears game and uh, like that brings its own you almost prepare as a standalone game so then when you win it you know you're you have this, I had this nagging feeling in the back of my head that you know you come down off that high, but you've only won a quarter final. I think it happened just a few years ago. We beat the Bears in the quarter final, and Ballincollig put us out. So it's a t- front for all our minds. I suppose at this stage of the championship, you get, you get a bit of momentum as the game's gone. Yeah, well, that's what you hope, and I suppose that's our experience. Any, any of the two years that I've won it, it's when you build up the, the momentum. But I think to be fair to Duhallow now, like they've they probably have more momentum. They say like it's their second final uh, in a row, and they're they're really on a roll. I don't think anyone's really got close to them this year. And today, Mihal, you didn't have much to do in goal. I suppose your, your defence was really, really solid. Really good attack today. Massive score they put up, but the defence was really good as well. Yeah, they were very good. That's actually two, two games in a row and no shots, so uh, I'll take that. Uh, 
every day of the week. But um, I think, like to be fair to Douglas, like they, they asked they asked us questions the first five or ten minutes, and we were probably we just had to make a f- few adjustments and settle down. Um, especially when we missed a few chances at the start, you tend to you, we got sloppy for ten minutes, and then you you almost end up at sea at the back. But I thought the lads selected themselves well, and yeah, no shots, great. And they look to be really like uh, attacking you and it all around the pitch there. Ah, yeah, like we, we have great confidence in, in our footballers and our football, um, but I like before you ever get the chance to do that it's just work rate um, so that's what we focus on all the time uh, and we got that out of ourselves today but it's a massive challenge again now to, to do it again in a couple of weeks time Two weeks now I suppose the county final build up is something you're well used to We're used to it yeah um, but I suppose as I was saying like we had a four week lead into the Bears game I, I don't think it'll, I don't see it being too different now uh, for the next two weeks as it has been in, in the last couple of weeks or the four weeks before before the Bears game we, to be fair we, everyone thankfully not too many injuries and just, just focus on mind now for two weeks uh, yeah. and to Hallow they bring a, a big challenge in the final yeah I think there's no doubt now look it's their second final in a row like they're, they're, they're definitely uh, worthy of their spot and if you look at the names jump off the sheet like when you look at their team I'd say that nearly every player is represented Cork be it junior 21 or, or senior like so we know it's a massive challenge very different channel, challenge they probably like you look at the probably six or eight forwards there and anyone could start and anyone could could, could have a good day for them uh, yeah they're, they're, they're going to bring a, a massive challenge we're well aware of that yeah, Mark speaking to Michal Martin Jr. there after that game today. So it'll be Nemo and Duhallow in the Cork Senior Football Championship final in two weeks' time. Now, uh, joined online by Mark, who was at the, the two games today first. Mark, I suppose not uh, one-sided games, but uh, two comprehensive wins for, for Nemo and Duhallow, just the, the stronger team today. I suppose we'll start with Duhallow's win today uh, over Newcestown now. Just, uh, I suppose, summarise it if you got. Yeah, Kieran. I suppose that was a re- that was a close enough game, actually, because uh, Newcestown, we know they they never give up. Um, like, they're the same in hurling. Like, they're not, they're not beaten, I suppose, until they're on the, the team bus. Mm-hmm. Like, they keep going right to the end. Uh, but, like, Duhallow were on top. Like, they were, like, three points up at half time. And they looked like to be in control of the game for most of it. And I think what um, what really stood to them in the end, they had a really good spell uh, in the first half. Um, they hit, like, five points in a row after uh, Nuchison opened the scoring in the first uh, 15 minutes. I think that was a crucial spell in the game. It was like the first 16, 17 minutes of the of the first half and that proved crucial in the end. But, um, you know, I suppose there's a couple of worries for Duhallow as well. I suppose uh, Donica O'Connor, like uh, he went off injured uh, midway through the, the first half mm. and if he's going to be out for the county final, he's going to be a massive loss. Um, Kevin Crowley as well, he also went off for the knock. So a couple of... Uh, Injury worries uh, before the county final there for Duhallo. Yeah, and they're, they still have the Cantark players who have a, a Premier Intermediate semi final replay to look forward to as well. Was there any bit of tiredness in any of the Cantark lads? Like you had four four Cantark uh, players starting today. Yeah. That played as well uh, Friday night and a, a tough game Friday night against uh, Sam White because like, a drawn game there in the semi final of Premier Intermediate on Friday night. But, um, you know, that's some going, that's some turnaround Friday night, a semi-final of a Premier Intermediate final and uh, Sunday in a semi-final of, 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 of a senior final, of a senior football championship. But uh, no signs of tiredness, actually. No, all the Cantor lads played uh, played really well, I thought. Okay. Um, but, you know, that's that's some turnaround from uh, 
just a couple of days but like I spoke to Lachlan O'Neill there mm-hmm. um, from Kentucky after the game and like he said you know there was just a, a tiny bit really of tired but he said it wasn't really uh, he didn't really feel the effects of it that much um, he said you know I suppose you can't complain when you're in two semi-finals of a county in one yeah. weekend yeah, that's true. Come here, I suppose Newstown will obviously be disappointed uh, today, but it has been a good year for them to get to a semi-final because they haven't had a good few years up there, I suppose, uh, not being able to progress. And, and they did get to a semi-final stage this year, which is progress for them. Yeah, definitely. And like that, that was their first semi-final since they got promoted in 2011. But like they lost the first round this year and you know, they ended up in a semi-final. It's been a really good year for them. And uh, you know, expect no more from them because like they're really they're a really tough side to play against, and uh, they'll always give 100. percent And even today, like to, for them to get to the semi final was a massive achievement. And uh, you know, you know, it's, it's been a good year, I suppose, all around. So disappointing always to lose the semi final, but I think overall it's been a really good year for them. They gave a really good account of themselves today as well in the semi final. Yeah, and uh, do hello back in another county final as well. I suppose they'll want to go one step further than last year when they lost to the Bears. Yeah, I suppose uh, getting back to it's always hard to get back to a county final year after losing one. And uh, I think Dohalo, you could make a comparison to uh, Imokili in hurling. Yeah, they're they're more they're like a club. They're more a club than a divisional side, uh, you know. And you see it every year because they're always in the in the last stages of the Coxie and Football Championship. You'll always Dohalo always uh, pointed out as one of the contenders year on year out. Uh, you know, they're they're, they're just uh, a really good unit. They're a solid unit. And uh, m- more like a club than the division, I suppose, like Imokili uh, in the hurling as well. Like, v- very similar. Yeah. Um, the second game then, Nemo and Douglas, uh, obviously neighbours uh, playing off in the semi-final. Mick Evans, Douglas manager, said during the week that, yeah. you know, th- this whole thing about Nemo being superior than him was, was just uh, talk amongst others. It wasn't something that Douglas were thinking about. But today, it, Nemo were superior. Yeah, that was some win. I mean, like Nemo were nine points up at half time, and like, I, like their the, the score they put up was massive, but the defense as well was really solid. Like they're a real unit. Like the defense is really good, and the attack. Like there was those points coming from all over the pay, the, the pitch. Like uh, they gave an exhibition of shooting. Like their cornerback uh, Brian Murphy, like he he put over a point as well. Those points coming from all over all over the pitch. Like. Um, but like the goals as well, um, Paul Kerrigan, he's some uh, some eye for goal. Like he he finished his two goals really well. Alan O'Donovan as well, he got a goal as well. He's only coming back from a cruciate injury, um, and it, like that was his first start since I think it was September of last year. So really good for him as well to get get that goal today. He's he's coming back from a a long battle uh, with injury. Mm-hmm. But um, there are some units uh, Nemo like. There's some there's some attacking threat, but you have to give a, a word to the defence as well because the defence is really solid. Um, but like you look at uh, Nemo, like Ker- Paul Kerrigan, outstanding, and Macron as well. We know him from the Cockle Twenty All Ireland winning side as well. They seem to every year they seem to be adding and getting stronger and stronger. Uh, I suppose they're they're perennial contenders. It would it would feel like a stranger if Nemo weren't uh, in the later stages of the Coxie and Football Championship, uh, but. They just blew Douglas away today. I thought that would be a really close game, actually. Because mm-hmm. you look at the, the route Douglas had to the semi-final, like the big win over Ballincollig there in the, in the quarter-finals. That was a bit of a, a surprise. Uh, they beat UCC as well earlier on. Uh, they came through a really tough route. Like, um, 
you, you know, I, I, that was our first semi-final since 2008. And they've been really good all year. And you thought, like, Douglas are this sleeping giant every year. You think they're going to make the, the breakthrough. And, and you thought maybe this year was going to be the year. But Nemo weren't long putting, <laughs> putting pay to that. They were just outstanding today. And uh, I think they were carrying a lot of confidence from the St. Finbar's win as well. Uh, you know, to knock out the holders in the qualifying, I think they had a lot of uh, momentum from that as well. But they were a team on a mission today. It was a really impressive performance uh, from Nemo and just all over the pitch. Yeah. So, what do you think now with the the, the final Nemo Rangers and and Duhalo? You've seen them both there today. Who's looking good? I, yeah, from what I've seen today, I give the edge to Nemo, but um, Duhalo will come at uh, Nemo. I suppose Nuch is somewhere more defensive today against Duhalo. Uh, whereas Nemo and Duhalo they'll both go head to head against each other uh, they're both attacking sides so I, 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 from what I've seen today and the championship so far I would give the edge to Nemo I just think they have that a little bit more but uh, it should be a really good final uh, really want to look forward to in two weeks time but uh, from what I saw today I just would give the edge to Nemo and like county finals the whole build up for Nemo you know they just um you know they take it in their stride and uh, I just fancy him just give him the slight edge but it should be a really good final I think I, I think the two best teams are definitely in the final this year yeah well that's on in uh, two weeks time so we look forward to that Mark, uh, Mark Dynan who is at the match covering it for the Big Red Bench uh, thanks very much for joining us no problem Kieran. Yeah, Mark, thanks for that indeed. Two weeks' time, the County Senior Football Championship final between Nemo Rangers and Dew Hallow. Still to come on the big red bench, we're going to hear from the Fodder O'Neill's camp after they were crowned Premier Intermediate Hurling Champions last night in Parker in defeat in Kilwart. We'll also hear from the Victorious Sars Camogie team after they bridge a 30-year gap to win the Camogie Senior title. The Big Red Now, welcome back to the Big Red Bench. Kieran Regan with you till 7 o'clock this evening. Now, um, plenty of action last night as well in Parker in the Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship final took place. Killworth and Fodder O'Neill's meeting in that game. Now, both sides will be going up to the second grade of Senior Championship next year, regardless uh, of the result last night because of the change in the gradings and all that and the championship structures for next year. So both were going up anyway, but uh, obviously they both wanted to go up as champions. That title has fallen to Father O'Neill's Edifida Killer 3-23 to one goal and 20 points last night. Uh, Declan Dalton at full strength as well for Father O'Neill's in that game, uh, but plenty of fantastic skill on show. Uh, Brian Sweeney, the co-manager of Father O'Neill's, spoke to the media after the game. Look, I'm just enjoying minutes after full time. An incredible performance in the second half. Yeah, really incredible. Uh, I'll get my breath out. I'll compose myself. Yeah, really incredible performance. I thought we played well in the first half as well. But we knew at half time we had to push on and we had to really lift it and not let it let it end. And you can see what it means to us, you know. You can see what it means to look it around to to the players and to supporters. We say this is not just for the players and the panel of people. This is for everybody, the parish and the community coming in all together. And we're delighted. We're delighted to be lucky. Win by one point or any point, it doesn't make a difference. This has been 23 years in the making, Brian. But really, this team have only got together in the last, I suppose, six years since they won the minor championship. They won the 21 championship last year. I know you've got the likes of Owen Conway and Billy Murphy and all the boys. But these youngsters have really stood up to the plate as well. Absolutely. In uh, 2014, myself and Dave Cobra took over the team with Ray O'Neill. 
and we got the players together. Some of these fellas were only 16, they just came on, they were only under 17. At the time, if the rule had to come back in the year later, they wouldn't have been eligible to play. We got them together and we asked them, they remember the intermediates, write down your goals, performance goals and future goals. I found those goals in a piece of paper. And what did they say is that we'd win the Premier Intermediate and we'd be senior before 2020. We've done it in 29 and by God we'll enjoy this one. I am sure you'll enjoy, enjoy it because the, I suppose the villagers on Ballymacall and Ladies Bridge, they've been celebrating, celebrating with the Under-21 Championship this year. But this means a whole lot more to the club as a whole. Oh, I mean, it means everything and I, everything. Look, there's no point in, well, in wallowing in defeat and all that. A club and a community is driven on and a parish and the people in it, you're driven on by victory and this will drive us on for future generations for everybody in the same way winning the 96 drove on a lot of these some lads weren't even born back there but they've held the stories of people in 2005 and 2007 and all the way years throughout and in some ways the future generation will look back at this day and goes this is a great day for Father O'Neill's Look Brian that performance you have to, I know you're obviously proud but like they were, they were knocking over points for fun almost at some stage like, there was some serious skill on show well, I, Yeah absolutely I mean these these are definitely like the crop and the skill and they put it all on show and, and you know what finals and big days are there for big players by God that all our men step, stand up to the plate and really laid it all and credit as well to our subs as well that came on you know we always speak about it it's not a 15 man game it's a 22, 20 man game we use 22 players but look we have a panel of, 30, of 37 and we, we, we treat everybody the same if you're 1 or 37 you're part of this they train equally as hard and everything so this is you know it's not just the men in the field it's everybody around it's the club it's, it's everything you'll enjoy this but you have a monster campaign to look forward to it oh well, yeah we will enjoy this we will enjoy this and, and we'll uh, and, and we'll have tonight and we'll have uh, we'll probably have tomorrow as well out of it but yeah we'll regroup back in the field on Thursday which we uh, which in our minds that we want to do because uh, we want to take it a step further yeah why stop it there and look look we've represented uh, we, we have represented Father O'Neill's here tonight we have the privilege now going on to represent to represent Cork in the Munster and we'll give it everything we have to not as well yeah, Brian Sweeney, the co-manager of Father O'Neill's uh, last night after they defeated Kilworth. Um, fantastic win as well for them. 322 to 120 was how that finished. We're going to hear from the victorious uh, Sarsfields Camogie camp after they won the SE Systems Cork Senior Camogie Championship uh, final today. Defeating in the scar three goals and nine points to 15 points uh, very, very shortly. Shane just on his way back from Castle Road. But in the meantime, uh, we didn't get to play it last night. I did say I'd play it today, though. Uh, Colm O'Sullivan was down at Cork City's match on Friday night against UCD, in which they got uh, Neil Fenn's first three points of the season since taking charge. 3-2 was how it finished. But there was a Cork legend down at the game, Giorgio Callan, and Colm caught up with him just to discuss the win. So Cork City getting victory here tonight, their first win under manager Neil Fenn, a 3-2 victory for Cork City. Three goals, George, but they were hanging on in the end, weren't they? Yeah, um, first and foremost, I suppose, you know, we're delighted we got the win. But um, they were hanging on in the end, you know, and still showed a few little cracks. But um, there was a few bright performances as well, you know, Whitmarsh played really well. I thought he was fantastic tonight. Connor that went in the wing and Byrne looked really established in midfield. So, uh, you know, you have a lot of young lads coming through there and they look good tonight. Um, but it doesn't cover over the cracks really that that's kind of that we've all been seeing all season but um, I'm just happy and just delighted that uh, Fenny's just got the win now you know and he's got his first win under his belt and um, you know they'll have a lot bigger test next week against Dundalk 
Finn needed the win really because there was a fear that he could possibly go the season without getting the win. Now he has the three points and that probably lifts a little bit of a burden off his shoulders and the players' shoulders going into the last two games. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, I think that was the most important thing. And, and you know, it's been a really difficult time for him because, you know, when you come in, especially to a big club like Cork City and you're having one as a manager, you know, he'll be a lot more relaxed tonight. Hopefully the lads can bring a bit more confidence into the Dundalk game. Um, but, you know, one swallow doesn't make a summer, you know, and I think tonight still showed there's a lot of work to be done, a lot of improvement, a lot of improvement in the squad. You know, um, Ryan made a lot of saves to keep us in the game, you know, and keep it, keep, keep us 2-1 up, especially there. He made two great saves. So, you know, I think they'll look at it and I'm sure they'll go through the videos on uh, Monday and Tuesday and see what they need to improve on. But um, I think going home tonight, at least they're going home with a win, you know. I think during the season, they would have nicked the odd lake all and everyone's heads would have been put down again. But... Um, you know, they've got the win now and they just have to, you know, go for next week and uh, what better to play like the, the league champions. We spoke about Cork City's lack of goals and goals being a problem. They got three tonight, so that's a big improvement as well. Yeah, and you know, for, for um, I think they're about 10, 15 minutes of the second half, they looked like a Neil Fenn side, you know. Uh, O'Connor was attacking in, they looked stylish. Um, as I said, Whitmarsh looked really good tonight, you know, he held the ball up well, he brought in play. And, you know, he looked like one of the older players in the team, you know, and he's just coming in for his first start. Um, and as I said, Byrne was really impressive in midfield. And then, you know, Shepard looked a lot more interested tonight. He, he looked well, to, you know, watching him last week against Finn Harps, he was really disappointing. But uh, tonight, you know, he showed what he, he is a good player, you know, and when good players don't play well, we're always, we're always going to be on his case. So, But tonight, you know, he's got the first goal and... You know, I'm just really delighted for the club itself because maybe this could be the start to something now and we can build on this. Neil Fenn spoke during the week about that he's already told some players they're not in his plans for next season. He wants to keep other players. Uh, do you think some guys there tonight were playing for a contract next season? Well, definitely. It's like any job. You know, if you're boss and you feel like, you know, you could be getting the, getting sacked or, or let go, then you obviously, you know, you're going to pick your pick your game up and lads are probably playing to impress other scouts that are here watching and other clubs and all, all the lads, you know, in football, it's open to anyone now, you know, so they all need to play as well as they can and do, do the best they can because whether they're at Cork City or they go to other clubs, it's, it's depending on their own careers and uh, Fenny's given as much chance as possible and I'm sure now it's kind of come down to the stage where he's made his decision on, on who he wants and who he doesn't want. Um, officially safe from relegation tonight. We, we didn't really think it was going to happen, let's be honest, but like, it's nice just to, just to know it's not going to happen. Yeah, uh, you know, I think, well, I think we would have been safe, but you know, it's... It's, it's kind of embarrassing that we actually have to say that. Yeah, but I uh, thought we were talking about this, did we? Yeah, no, no, not this time of the year. But you know, they've got it. They've got out, they've got that over the line now. And I think the thing with the lads, he can relax more, and maybe he can give a lot of the younger lads a bit of a chance now. And lads are on the fringes. Maybe a couple of the nineteens can come through and, and make their senior debut for Cork, which would be great. You know, so you know, Finney's got that opportunity now, and it's just building now for him from next season. We're coming to the end of one of the worst seasons ever for Cork City, George. Nobody saw this season coming. It's been terrible. Um, before that, we had great years with great success under John Caulfield and all the players who were here. Do you think Neil Fenn now can push on and maybe achieve great success here at Cork City and maybe be here for a sustained long time, hopefully? Yeah, well, that's, that's the plan and hopefully he will. But, um, you know, he's got a big job ahead of him. You know, and I think anyone that comes to the games and watches the games, we all know what they need. And, you know, tonight, you know, 3-2 against a team that are rock bottom. They're not the best team in the world, you know. And, yeah. If that was a Shamrock Rovers or a Dundalk tonight, you know, they would have taken advantage because they got through the centre of the park a lot there. You know, a couple of times they're in, they're in and with free shots and goal from the edge of the box. And, you know, there's loads of improvement. Second half, UCD like, had a hell of a lot of chances, didn't they? Yeah, and that's what you question. That's the question mark. You, you wonder yourself, like, how can UCD have that many chances at Turner's Cross? Because even in the first 20 minutes, you see 
I've never seen UCD have so much ball at Turners Cross, you know. So, um, but you know what? They've got the win, and you know we just got to take the positives out of it now and go go into the next game. And do you know what? They got a hell of a game against Dundalk next week, you know, because they really want to kick us while they're down, and they're happy we're down, you know. So it's a good chance for us, you know, just have a little fire back at them before the season starts again next week. Big time, because that's no matter what position either team is in, that's a huge rivalry, and we'd love to beat them down here, wouldn't we? Yeah, that's what we want, you know, and. Um, do you know, it'd be nice just to just to put one over them and send them up the road with their tails beneath their legs and uh, between their legs. I mean, and uh, and we go again, and then we go for next season. And do you know what? You never know what happens in football. You know, if any can build, can, maybe can start something special, and we go again and bring back the glory days that we had in the last few years. Fingers crossed, George. Thanks for joining us again tonight. Great to have you here at the cross with us. Yeah, George O'Callaghan speaking to Colm O'Sullivan on Friday night after that. Um, Big win for Cork City, defeating UCD three goals to two in that. Uh, we'll hear from Sarah shortly before we uh, finish up on the show at 7 o'clock after they won the Camogie County title today. But uh, going to talk mixed martial arts now and Aaron Maguire is preparing to return to action in the coming weeks. Uh, the Cork MMA fighters to feature on the Cage Warriors card happening in Neptune Stadium in November. And uh, Rory has been speaking to Aaron about opening his own gym, his fighting family, returning from injury and first how he got involved in MMA. Back in 2009, I, I just basically saw kind of uh, the UFC free fights on TV. I was like, I better find some place to do it. And I ended up finding, strolling into McCurtain Street there and uh, BJJ Cork was the name of the club. Uh, Liam Beechner was the coach and I just hopped in. I was looking for MMA, but I just found Jiu-Jitsu and... I thought I'd be good because I, I did, you know, I was always fit and active. I always thought I was tough and <laughs> one, one class of jiu-jitsu made me realise very quickly, you know, how powerless I was to deal was with them. Right, yeah. yeah, so there was, there was that day when you find something like that out, either you go away and you never come back and you pretend it never happened or you have to find out how to make it never happen again to you. So I found myself in there ever since. So it just clicked with you so obviously. Yeah, yeah. So we were... I fought and trained with them for years upon years and um, we still do, we're, all, we're joined with them, they're out in Wilton um, at the moment, but uh, we kind of have our own separate MMA gym as well, their focus would be Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in terms of doing Gi and Nogi which would be with the suits and stuff, we tend to do then just MMA striking, wrestling and um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as well but no gi which would be just the shorts and t-shirt and kind of more orientated just for MMA rather than pure Jiu-Jitsu and Jack was telling me you're a proper fighting family as well yeah we're uh, my well I, I do it all the time full time my sister even who is just turned 18 now I collect her from school used to be every day just to bring her to the gym yeah. she's fighting in she was fighting last weekend and she'll be fighting again in two, three weeks' time. My brother trains away. He's not as into it, uh, one of my brothers, yeah. Callan, but he's still, geez, he's, you'd, be, you'd be surprised like how good he is at it. Same with my sister, who's not into the gym enough, but she's still, she's, she's won world championships in karate and everything. So mm. she's, and then you've Jack, of course, who's, yeah. you know, so I don't, I don't know what happened because <laughs> my parents, is, like this is, I don't know what happened in the whole mixture of my parents, but it's, it's yeah. created some just crazy yeah. people, really. Like, you just not push each other or motivate each other, do you? Yeah. Yeah, we do. Um, I'm pretty sure the only reason Jack is training is just to try beat me up. <laughs> I, I actually don't think Jack likes 
MMA. I just think there's, you know, and I just don't want to have any of my younger brothers beat me. So yeah. I, that's probably why I'm only doing it still at this point. Like, but we're, uh, yeah, we're very competitive, like with each other. Excellent stuff. How many fights have you had, Norm? Um, I've had about eleven. 12 mm-hmm. fights actually off the top of my head no, I think around that yeah. so I'm um, yeah I've, I've been had a bit of time off there now with um, I got knee surgery right. done so I'm on the way back into it hoping to get back in there in the next 3-4 months hopefully how long were you out with the surgery? I was out I did I got the surgery in December it was an ACL mm-hmm. um, surgery which I had, had to get done for a while but uh, it's one of those slow it, it, you feel fine and everything but it's one of those things that some people like say it could it, it take months upon months, even though you think it's good, one twist in the wrong direction yeah. and it could be jacobiate. So I'm being very cautious in how I train, you know. So like today now, for example, there's the normal there's the advanced classes, there's the heavier classes, there's the teens classes and the lighter people mm-hmm. I'm in the te- I put my, I go in with the teens at the end of their rounds and I spar with them. I'm not where I'm there's nobody going to be out strengthening me at the time I can't afford for yeah. to be in with the big lads at the moment they could throw me anywhere and you never know how I'd end up like and for someone who was so active how frustrating was it to kind of be sitting there on the sidelines so to speak it wasn't anymore it's an interesting question because I would have been for I'd say for the first eight years it was very frustrating and I kind of clicked then that like you know after after about a year of training everybody can physically do the same thing as everybody else like there's no there's no difference if, if you ask one person to throw a right kick okay throw a left kick can you do this submission can you do that takedown and a black belt and a white belt if they're training a year they'll, they'll all pretty much do the kind of uh, techniques physically it's after that year it's mentally that you get better it's, mm-hmm. it's the, the high level people they're problem solving is quicker they're recognising the positions are quicker so it wasn't frustrating at all because I'm just in the gym all the time regardless and I'm just thinking about new sequences thinking about watching the different ways that people are getting better watching taking things from different people and along with that then I'm still doing rehab but it's a chance for me to doing weights doing strength and conditioning that I wouldn't have had the time to do because I was too busy trying to do all the technique of different fighting sports mm. but there's now I've time to get stronger work on just maybe boxing a bit at a time and looking and just analysing a lot more so not frustrating at all anymore now that I've sat back and kind of thought about it in that way like you know have you set a target for getting back into back into the cage so I've not set a definite target because I find when people set a a full on target that they have to meet and a deadline that like they'll rush into it and let's say if I set a target for a certain month by the time that month comes around and I feel under pressure that okay I set that deadline Mm-hmm. but I'm not quite ready yet I put myself at risk of overtraining towards it or hip hopping in there too soon mm-hmm. and I end up back to square one so all I'm doing now is I train every day I work on all the different things and the day will come where suddenly I'm like yep I'm perfect mm-hmm. and then I'll be ready to go because I, I eat healthy and I'm training all the time so I'll take straight away I can go into a fight whenever I want I've got Barry from Alpha Fighter Management behind you. He's not going to rush into anything you're not ready for. No, no. Geez, we, we've only just kind of gotten uh, involved now with Alpha Fighter Management, and it's already you can see the difference it's made because we uh, we're we're very bad. Uh, I, that's how I first kind of uh, when I contacted Barry, um, I said to him, "Look, 
I've got a great bunch of lads that are training and we're training full time and you know the results are always going brilliantly for us and we fail miserably every time in terms of promoting ourselves getting our names out there you know doing all the right things to actually get your name known and already you know you can, now that we've been involved there's, there's been a huge difference already and just since we've got involved with Alpha Fighter Management in terms of just getting all this kind of yeah. you know so some hugely talented fighters we just spoke to, to Jack and John as well they have the potential to go all the way uh, uh, I think it's there's no choice that they won't more so you know it's, it's, it's kind of one of those things where of course you know, people all say oh they're very talented things like that but I don't really believe in that either I just think most people won't make it in the sport and it's not because they weren't good enough or all that it's because they chose not to you know mm-hmm. it's it, when it all comes down to it like if you're willing to put in the time you should probably make it unless something goes very wrong maybe you had a bad injury they have all the work ethic they're in all the time you know the days you get a lot of people that they love the glamour of this mm-hmm. and they love all the kind of showmanship but then on the days that they don't feel really up to it or you know a few weeks go off and they haven't gone to the gym that's not an option here it's just like is you having a bad day alright go to the gym you're having a great day we're also in the gym and they're like that you know so there's no choice but they will be at the top Listen, it's been a pleasure talking to you thanks very much no Thoris thanks very much and can I just quickly um, thanks to uh, Alpha Fighter Management as always have been brilliant since I started with Optimal Chiropractic in Ballancolig uh, Benjamin Martin and all the crew there they're fantastic I can't uh, rate them enough mm-hmm. and Body Mechanics in Douglas as well for all the strength and conditioning Dave DuPont and all the crew they've been brilliant as well <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, Rory speaking to that man, uh, Aaron Maguire, in MMA earlier on uh, in the last few days as well. So uh, best luck to him in his next fight. Uh, b- very busy day, Kamogi action with the Intermediate and Senior Finals on today. And Shane was down there at Castle Road for us and he caught up with the winning team SARS after he defeated in a scar 3-9 to 15 points in the SE Systems Cork Senior Camogie Championship Final and he caught up with their manager Emmett, Lucy Allen and Ellen Murray the joint captains <coughs> So Emmett, as you were saying it's um, a bit of a fairy tale story 30 years how does it feel to finally bring the cup back to Glamour? It's surreal it's absolutely unbelievable stuff like this the club is 50 years old this year um, they won the junior in 79 they won the senior in 89 and 19 2019 we won the senior again unbelievable 30 year gap is phenomenal you were saying at halftime that there was a big turnaround in the dressing room you know mentally you said something to the girls can't say that on air but <laughs> we had a few we had a few uh, a few words alright um, we knew we were good enough we weren't performing we started off very well we let them back into the game too many frees uh, we regrouped and um, stuck to our task and um, thankfully we got the goals at the right time and you knew Inishkari was going to be a, a tough competition uh, yeah I looked come here, they're, they're three in a row they were going for four they're a phenomenal team beating the semi-final uh, the other last year um, fantastic team they really put it up to us you know it was, even though this, we were a couple of points ahead it was never we never felt comfortable you know Fantastic team. Girls, there's tough conditions out there. Yeah, yeah, really tough. It was uh, kind of the first day. It was the ground was um, heavy. You know, we've had great conditions all the way um, through, so it was tough. We knew exactly what we were coming up against here in Inniscarra, and you know, we knew it was going to be a battle all the way to the end, and that it was. Um, so we're absolutely thrilled to get over the line as winners. 
and, and the goals I suppose they were a massive yeah they were huge you'd be nearly closing your eyes and the ball is going in there at that stage but um, yeah it was unbelievable I think Emer Fennel got two and Michelle um, and well deserved for both of them I'm thrilled for them and you're going to be doing a bit of celebrating tonight are you? definitely can't wait to get this cup back to Riverstone now um, I'm sure there'll be great celebrations ahead that's yes. good and as you know in Iscari we're a tough competitor but definitely we knew they were going to be strong I suppose they're experienced but um I suppose we have been looking for this now quite a while and we're just delighted to get over the line. Yeah. Um, so can't wait to go and celebrate now. And you take the next week off and then on to Munster and hopefully yes. all yes, Ireland then as well. Yes, can't forget about Munster. Um, hadn't given it much thought till now, but um, looking forward to it too. I suppose the Cork Championship was so competitive. Um, I think we have a lot of good games behind us. Um, so I'd imagine that that'll stand to us going to Munster now. Well, girls, best of luck for the rest of the season. Thanks Congratulations again. Thanks. Shane speaking to the SARS Camogie team after their big, big win today, winning the county title for the first time in 30 years. A magnificent win uh, over in Ascara. So, congratulations to them. They'll now go into the Munster Championship as well. So, uh, massive congrats to them. And Father O'Neill's County Premier Intermediate Hurling Champions. And we now know our contestants for the County Senior Football Championship final after Duhallow defeated New Sustainable earlier on today and Nemo Rangers overcame Douglas uh, quite comprehensively so uh, that final taking place in two weeks time we'll also be previewing the County Senior Hurling Championship final next week so uh, do keep an eye on the Big Red Bench Twitter account for all details of that and we also uh, speak to both camps in the lead up to that final we'll have all that on the Big Red Bench on Saturday next week as well. That's all from the Big Red Bench today. You'll get the show on podcast in the next few minutes from redfm.ie or redextra.ie or wherever you get your podcast. It'll be up in the next five or ten minutes and we'll be back next week. That's it from the Big Red Bench. Alan Donovan's up next. Until next week, chat to you then. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Cork's Red FM. 